Hello and welcome to SEO SAS with me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett, and the wonderful, energetic, bouncy, cute as a baby goat, Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at Likemind Media. Why SEO SAS? Well, we like to think of ourselves as a special answering service for the questions you haven't even asked us when it comes to SEO. So we like to think that we're offering topics, discussions and debates for things about SEO that you you might actually be interested in, because we are. This show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media. LikeMind Media help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content or even podcasts, just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like you. Thanks, Hannah. Sarah, how are you? I'm bloody wonderful because you described me as my spirit animal. (laughs) A baby goat. A baby goat. I think we need to explain where that's come from. Well, I'm trying to remember exactly how it came up, but we were just saying that Oh, that was it. We're talking about getting an animal and we were talking about a donkey or a goat and you said you'd absolutely love goats and that you think they're your spirit animal. And we all completely agreed because they are just really happy and bouncy and occasionally slightly clumsy, but in a very endearing way. <laughs> I mean, clumsy and endearing is what I hope for. What you strive um, but- for in life. Goats are bloody wonderful animals. Like I, I think I don't think they get the recognition that they should get, in my opinion. No, yeah, I agree. Goats are probably not as. Uh, it's one of those things, isn't it, where it's like an animal. Until you've met them and got to know what they're like as animals, you kind of just see them as farmyard or yes. livestock. As um, yeah. Oh, I don't like that term. Don't call no, them livestock. But um, it's like um, pigs as well. Pigs are so intelligent. Yes. Yes, thank you. Very much so. Very much so. What um, what would be your spirit animal? See, I want to say a sheep, <laughs> but then also not because they're so sheep because they spend all their time in mountains, and that's what I would like to be doing. And they're inquisitive. Yes, they're inquisitive. They they don't trust people very much either. Well, um, yes. <laughs> but then I don't, I don't like to think of myself as a follower sheep. I think I'd like to try and think of myself as more of a leader. A so, leader fitting with the uh, traditional sense of being a sheep well I mean I think we need to tell our listeners that you do have a bit of a sheep addiction because how many sheep what would you call them (laughs) ornaments or teddies do you have I've I've lost count it all started I don't know I think we just started taking photos of sheep because when you do go into the mountains it's they're there do you know what I mean and it's kind of does it help with a yeah setting up a nice photo and they are very cute especially the baby ones so um yeah and then Don bought me one because we needed car parking we needed change for a car parking meter he went into a shop and he came out with this little fluffy sheep Mm. um which was really cute and then ever since then whenever we go on holiday we'll always find a sheep to add to the collection so yeah we've got um we've got a well sheep um called Barlick from a place called Harlick. So you can see that we're being, uh, yeah, there's one called Shabod when we went to climb Mole Shabod in Wales. Um, I'm trying to think of it. Like, oh, we've got one called Sky from the Isle of Sky. So yeah, you see where we're going with this. I, I very much do. I very much do. And I think they are very inventive and creative names. So well done. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. <laughs> right. Shall we talk some SEO, Hannah? Yes, let's go for it. 
because you know the name of the podcast is SEO SES so as much as I like talking about sheep and spirit animals I don't think that's what our audience have come for no (laughs) sorry sideline podcast sheep answering service is it (laughs) it should be well that'd be a good episode let's do that one day (laughs) it would oh you could do sheep analogies for SEO anyway anyway right let's get back on track Obviously, if you are a regular listener of ours, you will know that we love talking about SEO tools because SEO tools, they're needed, they make your life easier and you can't really do your, your job without, without them, right, Hannah? Absolutely. You need at least one decent tool. You need one decent tool in your tool belt or toolbox or whatever I think a good place to start is running through some of our favorite SEO tools. Some of mine that I sort of live by and I, I, I really, really need in my SEO life are Google tools such as Analytics, Google Search Console, Lighthouse, PageSpeed Insights, Mobile Friendly Tool, because uh, all those sort of tools helps you sort of monitor website health and performance and technical issues. Uh, then you've got your crawlers such as Screaming Frog or Sitebulb, um, and they sort of crawl websites and again identify errors or opportunities where you've got missing title tags, meta descriptions, or um, you've got 404s. So again, very handy tool to have in that, in your Swiss army knife of SEO tools. And then obviously you need um, tools for research and content opportunities such as, so obviously you've got your cheaper tool of Uber suggest. Um, now I know that some people don't like that tool, but then you've got on the other <laughs> spectrum, you've got Hrefs, haven't you? Which is a bit more expensive. Um, so those are a snapshot of some of my tools. What about you, Hannah? Um, just a quick question on Sightbulb. Is that a, is that an expensive tool? Because I have heard of Sightbulb, but I've never used it. So interesting to know it's one of your faves. So yes, it's. 20 so you can have the light version which is 10 pound per month um and you get to call 10,000 urls per audit um and then you've got the pro version which is 25 pound uh, where you can call up to 500,000 um so i mean i use screaming frog more um, so if I was to choose between Screaming Frog or Sightbulb, like Screaming Frog seems like the go-to, doesn't it? Definitely in the industry, um, because they're always updating their features and it's a really handy tool and you can do really good deep dives. Um, but Sightbulb is another like, option. It's always good to have different options, isn't it? Awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Looking at my favorite tools then, I agree with you on, I definitely couldn't live without Search Console or Screaming Frog and um google trends as well oh i forgot about google trends that's an awesome tool yeah yeah love love google trends or what's that other one exploding topics yes similar to google trends um yeah either of those really really good and i would also recommend bright edge for keyword research and for pinpointing content opportunities uh, in a way that sort of takes very little effort uh, it is one of the more expensive tools but I've worked with it for a few years and really, really like that one. So, well, yeah, I think you get what you pay for, don't you? So, the more expensive a tool is, 
the more like data features support all of that isn't it that's that's what you're paying yeah yeah exactly yeah sometimes it's what you can have to find yourself so something like screaming frog for example we were having this conversation the other day where I was telling you that I am self-taught with screaming frog and I think you are as well and it's kind of there's so much to it that you just would never know about unless you've done it um so I was trying to crawl something from a different country the other day on screaming frog and you can only do it if there's a language selector on the site and I didn't know that and other mm. people might be like, oh, that's obvious. How, do, how the hell do you know that? But I've never done it. I'm self-taught. And if I've not, it's not come up my career. I've never had to do it. Do you know what I mean? Or even read. So, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. I forgot where I was going with this. I've gone off on a complete Well, one. no, that's absolutely, I mean, it's like role reversal here. It's me that's like getting this podcast back <laughs> on track, isn't it? Um, but yeah, <laughs> just before uh, you go into like what we're actually going to talk about today and um, I've just thought of one more tool uh, that I've recently come across and it's also asked also ask gets data from you know when you type in a search query and Google uh, shows you people also ask yeah um, it's a really cool tool because rather than you having to find that manually this tool will find that for you and it will like categorize um people also ask questions together so it's really good for sort of yeah like categorizing topics and content and stuff yeah okay cool I think I've, I've, I've seen that one yeah yeah I mean it's similar like because obviously you've got your answer the public and that works a bit different because answer the public takes data from uh google's um auto suggestions so you know when you type into google and um google gives you auto suggestions from it um so yeah so just the two tools cool okay well so going back to the idea for this podcast then so the idea actually came from you so when you were you were reviewing semrush and ahrefs for like my media yeah and not one to miss an opportunity for a second opinion you reached out to our lovely follow followers on twitter and asked the ongoing debate, which is better, Ahrefs or SEMrush? And from that, I think you've said 42% said Ahrefs and 58% SEMrush. Yes. So we didn't want to just leave it at that. So we've done a bit more digging. We, we want to know what are people's opinions of the tools outside of our feedback. So first things first, shout out to Colin McDermott at Colin, M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T. Uh, he's the founder at searchcandy.uk. And he said, the way Semrush handle things after the market uproar was pretty bad, in my opinion. They should have just owned it and said sorry, um, which obviously attracted responses from Semrush's head of global marketing. So should we just quickly talk about that marketplace uproar? Yeah, so my interpretation there was when we were talking about the selling content with links, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so obviously it's a bit of a random one. It's kind of like, I suppose it'd be like Asda saying that they're the cheapest around, they'll price match everything, and then you can also buy a Tiffany watch or Cartier diamonds or something like that from them. It's kind of like, hang on a minute what yeah so that yeah that that was my sort of reaction and just uh, I, I don't know I, to be honest with you I didn't follow it much after after having seen that obviously the whole uproar was there and it was kind of like I can't believe they're going against 
advice that is so established in yes. the industry. Yeah. But then I didn't really see how they handled it, to be honest with you. I wasn't that invested in it. So, yeah. So let's not, I think that's, um, that's really useful input, but let's not, uh, we, we can't really use that then in our, in our review. So, yeah, I think obviously, I guess everybody makes mistakes sometimes. And I think that's probably what it was. I think however they positioned it wasn't correct or whatever they were offering just wasn't right. So one, whichever way it was, little mistake there. But yeah, at least and put themselves out there, I guess. Yeah. And obviously companies, brands sort of make mistakes all the time. Oh, yeah. I think everybody makes mistakes. If you think about SEO as well, like you said so many times, you don't know until you've done something yourself. And actually, I don't think anybody that much would have sat there and been like, right, we need to find a way to sell links, guys. I think what they'll have done is try to find a way that, I mean, I don't know them, obviously, but to find a way of delivering content that's going to get people links because there's so much about that at the minute. And that is kind of what a lot of people are doing with agencies. Do you know what I mean? So maybe yeah. they're just trying to break into that. But because of how much of a figurehead they are in the industry, I don't know whether it might have got slightly twisted or I guess, I don't know. It's just a bit political. It's almost political, isn't it? It is. It is. And that is one thing about the SEO community and the SEO industry is that like if, if a brand or a tool or a company do try something and they get it wrong, um, you can't, no one can really hide, can they, in a sense? Um, but I suppose it's, yeah. ha- I suppose it's how, how you then, because when you do make mistakes and you launch something that's not quite right or whatever, um, it's about how you handle that situation, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And like you just said, so that, that tweet from Colin, which obviously is great because it's given us this amazing talking point, got responses from Sam Rich's head of global marketing. So, I mean, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like they care that they're replying to that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, good on them for for getting back, not just ignoring it or pretending deleting it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. But yeah, I think they've also come under a little bit of negativity in terms of digital conferences. So there was one, there was a Spanish uh, webinar and I saw where, um, so our friend of the show, Arita tweeted, why the majority white men? And then that got some mixed responses. So it got a few people standing up for Semrush actually. So Ross Tavendale, saying how he thinks that Semrush is doing a really good job of giving people an equal voice. And then Areed replied saying there's no excuse for a full day conference, a full day conference with 12 male speakers. So I think there's, again, they're coming under, um, they're coming under the spotlight and be being done in terms of what's happening in the world. And I think in some ways they're obviously trying to move with the times, like with potentially offering links like an agency would. Um, But at the same time, they kind of need to take a look at what they're already doing in that case for example where diversity should be top especially recently I just think that when you are doing a conference or putting an event together you need to be mindful about diversity um, and it's not just about yeah. male and female diversity in the sense of like ethnicity I can't say the word ethnicity age disability lgbt nowadays i think ownership should be on the 
conference or event to make sure that they're showing a diverse range of people when we had Azim on recently he's spoken about some really really positive ways of doing that and now how you can change by challenging it in a positive way so was that our last podcast the one before this yeah Um, oh no it was was the one before that one before that well just just if you've not heard um Azim's podcast about diversity and stuff um yeah definitely check that out because that's a very it's an eye-opener and it was very educational it was definitely and on on this point so obviously we've talked about controversy surrounding SEMrush and how it can be perceived as negative but um obviously we don't know what the thinking is behind a lot of this stuff the conference aside and we haven't talked about anything to do with Ahrefs and that just goes to show that like I say SEMrush have are putting themselves out there so mm. you can't in some ways it's not it's not fair what we're saying because yeah. there's nothing really to compare with Ahrefs it's kind of like they they've not been controversial i mean that's that's a positive thing potentially and they've, they've brought out new features just like semrush did with the the content with links do you know what i mean but it's yeah. not got bad press so yeah i think talking about how like this whole section i guess has been about how other people feel about semrush and ahrefs and then we've gone on to also look at some other areas but before we go into those you had a week trial with both didn't you and I I mean I'm biased because in my view and I'm going to say that because I have hardly used SEMrush where I've used Ahrefs for years but how do you pronounce them both being a, a sort of semi-new user because I say SEMrush and Ahrefs but I know you can also say SEM which doesn't make any sense to me because why would you and Ahrefs but I miss off the A I don't know well, I see. I've got a caveat to that because uh, uh, so I would I would say because I think throughout like throughout this podcast so far I've been saying Semrush and Hrefs, but obviously you don't say like you don't say you say SEO, you don't say CO, CO. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I am. But we went to a party, didn't we? Actually, it was a birthday party of theirs in Brighton SEO, and they the people speaking were calling it Semrush. So I was like, right. oh, okay, it's definitely definitely semrush definitely semrush i mean but semrush is easier than semrush isn't it and i would i'm a bit lazy so i'm always going to cut corners and it's the same with like i would say hrefs rather than ahrefs because it's just easier we need this clarifying if if people from these places are listening please feel free to call us out on this because we'd like to know how to actually pronounce your name properly well we've got uh because people pronounce our podcast wrong don't they Yes. Because we found that out, didn't we? So, so, so obviously, when we set up our podcast, the name was SEO SAS, because obviously we're playing on the combat SAS sort of thing. But some people saw it and read it as SEO SAS. Yeah, like girls being sassy. Yeah. 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 Completely what we were trying to get across, I guess. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but funny. Anyway, so shall we? So obviously, you just said then that um, your bias towards hrefs because yeah. you've hardly used semrush and i do have to say so i did a week trial of both but then i ended up having sticking more with hrefs and i will go into that more later but before discussing which one's my fave i think it's worth just going over how they first started i think this might be interesting for people so 
Ahrefs started as a backlink tool and SEMrush started as a keyword research tool. So they both started off tackling different areas of SEO. However, over the years, like any tool or company, like you expand, don't you? Like yeah. you develop your features, you expand your offers. So obviously they both up their game. And even though they started off as like quite different, now with all the features and stuff that they've added in, um, they're in more direct competition with each other now. So I just thought that might be interesting for people to know. Bit of context. A nice. bit of context. A bit of context, yes. Generally speaking, so um this is gonna be a bit of on the fence answer, like which one do I prefer? Because obviously you're gonna be asking me questions later on. But generally speaking, SEMrush is packed full of data. So you could say that you get more for your money with SEMrush because of the the data and stuff that you get. However, I found the UX and um, dashboard friendliness of Ahrefs much better. Um, so that's just a bit of like a general overview. Cool. Nice sneak peek into your proper proper answers later. I know, clickbait. <laughs> Typical. Listen on. Um, we also, um, so we also did a little bit of wider research. So... We've just basically said we're favouring Ahrefs slightly at the moment. But if you go on Trustpilot, SEMrush has got double or over double the reviews, or it had done when we planned this podcast. It's got 92 reviews at four stars average with a trust score of 3.9 compared to Ahrefs, who had 41 reviews, five stars and a trust score of 3.7. And that made us think, okay, is this a fair test? Who uses which? Are there different people using SEMrush to Ahrefs? And yes, it would make sense, like you've just said, on that bit of background there, that people potentially who wanted more of a link building platform would have been using Ahrefs and people who wanted more of an enterprise platform would be using SEMrush. But we just thought, okay, well, is that the case? So, of course, we use Rand Fishkin's Spark Toro to do a bit more research, research on the audiences for both of those. I can't can speak I, today. Can I just add something in? Rand, yeah. uh, I believe Rand was one of the people who pronounced us as SEO SaaS. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> I don't know what, today before we interviewed him as well, I actually made sure that I pronounced Spark Toro. I think it was Spark Toro. That was how he pronounced it. So I, I watched some stuff to make sure I wasn't pronouncing his company name wrong and I've forgotten which way it round is yeah. now, but... Do you think yeah. that is important? Do you think that like you should be getting names for stuff, right? Or do you think like people need to, I don't know. I don't know what my question I is. Anyway, because I think if, well, on a platform like this, yes. Um, which is why when we have guests on, we always ask them, can you confirm that I'm saying your name right? <laughs> yes, we always do. We always do. Even though Azeem did pull us up in our early days, but we have learned, haven't we? And we are better. Yeah, we're not doing that again. <laughs> and it's more me, like caveat, it is more me because I'm I'm still, I'm nearing on 30 and there's so many words that I'm just realising that I'm pronouncing wrong. So, you know, that is on me. So I apologise. <laughs> it's not on you. It's not on you. But anyway, going back to this, is it a fair test or not? Debate? Yes. So had a quick look at um, the people who frequently talked about SEMrush and Ahrefs and the audience size was slightly slightly larger for Ahrefs. They were both large, but Ahrefs one was higher, like bigger um, than SEMrush. And in terms of like the link building side of things, so 20.1% of people who frequently talked about SEMrush follow Majestic, which is obviously another link building platform. 
or not a link building but a link sort of measurement platform yeah trust flow um, is their big thing isn't it yeah citation flow yeah um, that, yeah and then ahrefs was 58.7 percent, so over double um so obviously the, the thinking okay is it more link focused um and then common words and phrases in the bio of people who co- frequently talked about either for sdm rush uh, 25.6% contained SEO, whereas for Ahrefs, 31.3%. And 11.9% said digital marketing for SEMrush, whereas 9.1% said for Ahrefs, which leads me to believe, and I'm obviously very, uh, this is massive brushstrokes and very broadly speaking, Ahrefs seems to be focused more on SEO for people who are potentially more SEO focused compared to SEMrush, which covers things for a wider digital marketing audience. Now, this is obviously only from one platform. So again, not completely fair, but we're trying to give you as much review on these things as we can to whet your appetite so you can go and check them out for yourselves and make your own mind up. Like obviously after today and after you've listened to this podcast, don't just take what we're saying. You need to go out and do the research yourself because yeah, you need to make sure that the tool that you're using is ticking all the boxes. So make sure you do your own research as well. But this is to help you understand. Um, Yeah, and just to reiterate that point, so words and phrases used in a profile or a bio of the people that we're frequently talking about visiting the website of these these two websites. So SEA was used 22% for SEMrush and 27% for Ahrefs. Marketing was flat, um, 12% on both. And agency was 7.1% for SEMrush and 6.1% for Ahrefs. More SEO focused for Ahrefs, but just goes to show, I guess, and, and it did have a slightly larger audience. So that could skew it slightly as well. Frequently used hashtags in shares and content. They all had the same ones, except for SEMrush had email marketing, which again leans towards a more kind of broader... Yeah, enterprise. And Ahrefs had WordPress, which potentially goes more towards SEO. Yeah. Um, websites. Anyway, so we've, we've looked at what everybody else thinks, whether the tools are for the same audience or not. And we've given you a massively jumbled view, hopefully. Um, which is hopefully helpful because otherwise we could have just gone and done a podcast about why we like all the things we do about Hrefs. But the idea for this podcast came from you, Sarah. And it's weird calling you Sarah. I don't know why. Why did I just do that? It's because, oh, come on, what is my real name to you? Well, Sazzle Pops or Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> you missed another one. Sazzle Poppington. Mm. Yeah, that's the one I like to answer the phone. And every time... I answer the phone to you and I say, Sazzle Poppington. And you're like, what? Who? What? Why? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we, we were talking about this because you were choosing between the two. So I want to know more about what you thought after. And this is probably going to be the fairest part of the whole podcast, to be fair. <laughs> oh, no. I you say that. But this is just my opinion. I think what we've done, we're giving a holistic overview, aren't we? Yeah. The stuff we could find. Exactly. It's probably going to spark, this might even spark some debate, which is not a bad thing. No, it's always, a healthy debate is always good. Always good. Yeah, and we're saying both tools are good, so let's be, uh, let's sit on the fence a tiny bit. And We uh, are sitting on the fence, we are sitting on the fence. They're both awesome tools. Anyway. They are awesome tools, awesome tools. And if, if you're listening and you feel passionate about SEMrush or you're passionate about HREFs, reach out to us. <laughs> okay, so what I'd like to know from you is when you were, you were reviewing these tools yourself, what were you looking for? 
Okay, so when I was reviewing these tools, the reason I was reviewing them was because I was on the hunt for a in-depth keyword research tool with added um, features and data to give me an edge when creating content for like my media and clients. So that's what I was looking for. Some sort of tool that, that allows me to delve deep into like keywords, content, and finding opportunities, um, and also spying on competitors uh, for like mind and clients. So basically, just wanted a tool that gives me a lot of useful data and that I can use to sort of plan better content or pages or identify opportunities so that's what I was looking for cool so in terms of sort of the problems that you were trying to solve then so a lot of it's content based were you also looking for the reporting and auditing and sort of gap analysis side of stuff of course so obviously reporting is a big a big thing in SEO because you need to know you can't just be doing like writing content and focusing on SEO and not reporting and having benchmarks and seeing like with your efforts and what you're doing, what, what is that doing to the website as a whole? Is it affecting uh, it in a positive way? So, so yes, I was, um, so some of the problems that I was trying to solve was first things first, finding out what like mind and clients were already like ranking for and what content was working well wanting to identify sort of low-hanging fruit opportunities um so low-hanging fruit opportunities is where you are ranking lower on page one of google um so positions like four to ten because um, obviously we know positions one two and three get the most clicks generally speaking or on page two because they're low-hanging fruit because like obviously google is deeming your content as good just not as good as the people in positions one two and three i was wanting solving problems with content and keywords um gap analysis like you say so um where finding out what competitors are um ranking for what content they're covering and what we're not so obviously missed opportunities that we can jump on easier ways to report to uh, clients and um, and my boss sort of thing auditing as well because uh, obviously you want to make sure that your website is healthy you've got a good technical foundation because obviously if you don't have a good technical foundation that's not going to help you so there was quite a few problems that I was trying to solve cool and from from the bits that you, you did dive into what were your favorite elements of each okay so I'm going to start on the fence and say like both offer impressive keyword research features keyword and content research features so both give you different and useful data about keywords that that I could then use to plan and craft better content to boost website traffic and hopefully obviously increase conversions I would say that SEMrush does win by a hair um, with the keyword research because they seem to always offer more keyword alternatives than Ahrefs. I've just said Ahrefs rather than Ahrefs. Uh, <laughs> they both give 
insights and data about your website, including auditing tools um, that give users the ability to break down tasks um, that can be easily understood by beginners and advanced users. Because obviously with these tools, you are going to have people that are just beginning in SEO and the people that are more advanced. So it's easily understood. So yeah, so they obviously have their similar features, but then they have ones that that differ so semrush and ahrefs have different offer different things that the other tool doesn't offer (laughs) that was a very long-winded way of saying that (laughs) and (laughs) things i'm talking about here so ahrefs has a really cool content explorer so you can like type in a phrase and see which content is already performing well and so obviously that that can help you plan better content for your website Uh, they've got a really cool gap analysis tool Um, so you can within ahrefs you can put in competitor urls and see what terms are they are ranking for and what pages are and you can sort of see okay um do i need to be jumping on these keywords are these important to us and they've also got a broken link checker, both for internal and external links. And obviously, that's a key thing. We need to be keeping an eye on broken links because we know Google likes to crawl. It's a spider. It obviously, like if Google can uh, crawl your website, it helps them come across pages and like get pages in its index and stuff. And obviously, external links, if you've got an awesome link coming from a very authoritative website and someone has deleted a page um mm-hmm. that's a bit of a head face palm isn't it so obviously we need to keep an eye on that um of like okay what external links have we lost sort of thing as well uh, so that's ahrefs semra so this sort of leads in like how you were saying earlier about um semrush being a more like broad digital marketing because semrush has so much data on ppc um so if if you need a tool to be monitoring that and um, with semrush you can spy on competitors so they've got a whole sort of pp suite within their tool semrush also if you do a lot of local seo um semrush has a listings fee- feature where you can manage nap which is nap stands for name address phone number and it's the idea that you need consistency so everywhere that your company brand business is listed nap needs to be consistent because obviously that helps google um, and it helps trust and understands your business and what you do and they have more tools because obviously they started as that this goes back to me saying how they first started so semrush started as a keyword research whereas hrs started as a backlink is that right did i get them to the right way around yeah yeah so semrush has more tools dedicated to competitor analysis but i'm not saying that hrefs hrefs slacks in this area it just takes a combination of tools in hrefs um to comprehend what your competitors are doing to rank higher than you awesome i'm trying not to chip in because i feel like actually you're doing a very comprehensive job of uh, (laughs) No, please you should chip in people get sick of my voice have you got anything to chip in <laughs> no well yeah i did but I've, I've 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 moved past it i've moved past it it's all good um, i want to know i'm a nosy parker what were you going to chip in well, I, it's like with the um the 
the keyword intersect I was going to be like and the link the, like the linking intersect as well where you can see where competitors have got links and you haven't okay what you know for what hrefs mean? yeah I don't know if so much does it I'm just not an expert on that but um yeah definitely an hrefs have got that which is again really awesome if you're trying to look at where you should be getting your links from or targeting or trying to cancel out some that your competitors are already beating you in terms of referring domains um yeah so next question is is there anything that didn't impress you about either okay so hrefs um the value for money is very much with semrush here so um when you look at pricing for um both tools they are quite similar so they have like four different um what would you call them packages or four different yeah. levels um and they seem similar in price however when you like break down and have a look at what's involved so semrush offer 10,000 reports for their $399 plan yet hrefs only offer 250 reports per day for the same sort of plan that they've got you could say in this sense so much is best to use when you have to check more domains or thousands of domains per day because you're getting more money uh, more for your money however and i think i said this earlier um Semrush, they have so much data and you can like get so much from the tool but it the dashboard in UX just seemed for me a little bit cluttered and confusing. Like it took me less time to get familiar and become like an HRS pro <laughs> as it were. Uh, and it did take me a while to get my head around SEMrush. Um, and I think quite a few people say that. Um, I don't know if you've heard Chitter Chatter um, about that. So, Okay, good points. So would you have them both if you could? Well, I could be greedy and say yes, but being price conscious, I I don't think I would need both, really. Yeah. Um, and I mean it all and this is where it comes back to you need to use a tool that fits you. So for example, if you need a tool that does that's not so specific to SEO and you want a tool that will help um so SEMrush obviously it has its whole PP suite as well it also gives you facts on like social sorry you keep saying PP suite instead of PPC (laughs) do I sorry first time I was like oh that's cute the second time I was like no you can't I can't keep letting me say this (laughs) PPC suite there we go there we go there we go. I need another <laughs> coffee, don't I? Obs, obviously. Uh, yeah, and uh, Semrush, so they've got the PPC suite and they've also, like, it gives you some information on, like, your social stats as well. But yeah. then with, like, HREFs, like, for me, I would prefer, I prefer HRS because it's a tool that I'm, I can get everything that I need out of it. And do you know what I mean? Like it's, I find it easier to use. Um, And for me, I just love their content explorer section. And I think you love that, that bit as well, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it helps. And also like, obviously when it comes to like content and keyword research, they obviously give you like similar um, stats, obviously like volume, competition, clicks and, and stuff like that. But I just find HREFs 
easier for me to use and like you can really delve deep into a keyword and the more that you know about keywords and topics the better you can plan content and hopefully rank awesome thank you well I think that takes us to the end and time for a feature would you agree yes I mean just one thing before we go to the future like like as like we've said go and test these tools out for yourself. This is just yeah. mine and Hannah's, what we found in opinion and stuff. And yeah, we hope that that's been helpful. Yeah. And we don't mean to paint either of them in a, in a bad light or in a, in a particularly good light. It's just what, what we've found and our own experience. I'm sure <laughs> if, if you'd have had two other people doing this show today, yeah, it would be completely different. And I just thought of something else as well. One of the reasons why the SEMrush dashboard is so cluttered is the amount of help and resources that it puts within its dashboard. So obviously like with Ahrefs, they have like, they've got loads of sort of video tutorials, don't they on YouTube and, and things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I suppose, yeah, just, just have a go yourself. Have a go. So um, my feature is very loosely related. So what I've done is look at unlikely partnerships. So for example, if Semrush and Ahrefs ever combined, um, it would be a very unlikely partnership. Yeah? It would be a very unlikely partnership. Good. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So the source of this, I've used billboard.com and glamour.com. And I've gone for celebrities and they're unlikely other halves at some point. So, and I, I'm, to be honest, I had absolutely no clue on this. It was just a completely random feature idea. And I've, I'll be really interested to see which ones you get right. Okay. So you need Bring it. Three, out, three out of four to win. There's only four questions here. I, I can do three out of four. Are you ready? I don't know. Let's see. Okay. So Cher and Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt? Uh, I'm trying to picture them like stood together. Um, Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt? Yeah. Uh, Let's go Brad. It was Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. I obviously don't know my share knowledge. No, you need to to swat up on that. Um, (laughs) Next one. Justin Timberlake and Rihanna, Kylie or Fergie? Fergie. Correct. Hey. Where has Fergie, where, what's happened to Fergie? I don't know. I don't know. He had some cracking tunes. Like, he did, and some cracking vocals. Cracking vocals. I mean, like what? I mean, it was sad days when Black Eyed Peas went. But anyway, carry on. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Martin, Orlando Bloom, or Johnny Depp. Remind me who Jennifer Lawrence is. Hunger Games. Oh, okay. Um, so Orlando Bloom, Johnny Depp. What was the other one? Chris Martin. See, for some reason, Chris Martin comes to mind. Yeah. I think that was the only one I sort of knew in my subconscious. Yeah, so yeah that that's fun. a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Because Chris Martin, this is where I'm going to, this is going to be cringe, but he's the Oasis man. No, Coldplay. No, Coldplay. Coldplay. <laughs> Coldplay. As soon as I said Oasis, I was like, you fucking twat. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Liam Neeson and Madonna, Helen Mirren or Heidi Klum or Klum? Uh, Liam Neeson. Who's Heidi Klum? Klum. Uh, very famous supermodel. Let's go with her then. Beautiful lady. It was Helen Mirren. What? Liam Neeson and Helen Mirren? Yeah. I love Helen Mirren. She is awesome. Yeah. She, she is the, um, not, um, what's it called? Mamma Mia. She's the mum in Mamma Mia, isn't she? Um, I've not seen it. Helen, hang on. Let me just quickly Google and make sure I've got the right person. Um, but you're on a tie break. A tie? Yeah. So what does that so, mean? It means you've got another question. I know, right, Helen Mirren. No, she wasn't um, Mamma Mia. She was, I know who she is. Okay, so I have a different cuddly toy that is not a sheep. Okay. It's a koala bear. And Don brought it back for me from Australia. Is its name Noah, Isaac, or Bruce? Well, it's not going to be Bruce because that's too obvious for you guys, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to go with Noah. It was Bruce. It's Bruce Bryce. Uh, it's what? Bruce Bryce. Bruce Bryce, of course. Alliteration. Alliteration. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of this uh, delightful episode. Delightful, indeed, yes. Yes, so I hope we've given you a bit more of an insight into... Ahrefs and Semrush, and also you now know unlikely partnerships. So that's a conversation starter, you know, when you're at your socially distanced dinner party. Yeah, think about what your spirit animal is as well. Yes, everyone sh- needs to identify their spirit animal. Um, and if you have any comments following this this episode, or any questions for us, or would like to come on and be a guest, how do they get in touch with us there? Well, multiple, multiple ways. So we have an email address and that email address is hello at seosaspodcast.com. I'm not precious. If you want to call us sass, that's fine. Um, The podcast is on Twitter, seo underscore sas. We're personally on Twitter. Hannah is S-E-O-S-E-S Hannah. I am Sarah MCD UK or Sarah McDuck. Find us on LinkedIn or alternatively, Hannah might be on a mountain somewhere. Like you could go and find her up a mountain somewhere. That fair Probably the one taking photos of sheep. Yes, probably taking photos of sheep. And you can find me with my spirit animals, goats, having a jolly old good time, prancing about. Yes. Um, And if you're feeling in a a particularly good or bad mood following this episode, please feel free to leave us a review. Oh, no, Uh, if you feel feeling bad. But yes, (laughs) and if you don't already subscribe to us, why the hell not? Um, Please do subscribe to us. If you are a regular listener of ours, it helps the algorithms and stuff, I think. So that would be delightful. Any last wise words? I think it's time for a coffee. I'm going to have a bagel with vegan cream cheese. I mean, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.